0: This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball
1: Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs.
0: Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, April 28th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. Today I'm joined by Brad Johnson. Brad, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's good. How about yourself?
0: Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How'd your weekend go?
1: It was a pretty good weekend. I had a couple of real baseball games to play, and uh, we got them in. Uh, We won one of them. I played well personally, so I'm happy.
0: <laughs> that always good. Are you worried about uh weather or anything right now? Or not really?
1: Uh no. No. No not, no kind of weather concerns for today.
0: Nice. Um, we we're just talking before we hit record. You have uh, some special guests on your end today.
1: Oh yes, the uh lawn mowing crew is outside my window, not moving much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though there's not much grass there. So you might get a little noise.
0: <laughs> yeah. I pick it up on the mic a little bit, but I'm not worried about it. Um, well, today, for Tuesday, we're going to look at some uh, picks coming up for a pretty full day going on. Um, yep, Tuesday, we got, the 28th. Uh,
1: we got 13 games today in the main contest. Uh, for yesterday and today, the uh, games in Boston and Cleveland have the bizarre 610 start, which, I don't know, it, it's kind of weird to me that. Yeah. I can I, I c- understand why they would kind of have a different start time, but at the. Same time, I would think that MLB would start to uh, be a little more cognizant of these uh, daily fantasy type things and uh, try schedule and them out a little bit. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of money to be made, and I'm sure MLB's getting a portion of it.
0: it certainly can't be as bad as uh, Patriots Day in Boston, which is oh, just yeah. always the super early start and kind of weird.
1: Yeah, it's always a strange one.
0: Yeah, seeing three ten on the schedule is weird, though or six ten. <laughs> um all right well let's go ahead and dive into it so for today tuesday who do you have at catcher that you like
1: so i'll start with a a stack that i'm kind of looking at that's the yankees Mm -hmm. Uh, they're up against jake odor it's he's a good pitcher Mm uh if you follow my column the daily grind at all you'll know that i do these uh ground ball and fly ball splits from uh that i get from jeff zimmerman Mm -hmm. and the splits really favor the uh the Yankees lineup today. Uh, McCann's not actually one of the guys who's, uh, particularly great against fly ball pitchers, but if you're looking at that stack, then, you know, he's a, a good portion of that. Uh, there's also, uh, Yadier Molinas against, uh, Severino Gonzalez of the Phillies. Yeah. And Gonzalez is kind of like a command and control type, not a lot of velocity, right handed. Uh, there's nothing particularly dominant about his profile. He might be a guy who gets through five or six innings gives up three or four runs, and then I also have Stephen Vogt uh, against uh, Jared Weaver. If you're looking for kind of a pricier guy, mm-hmm. uh, his his price tag's just kind of soared recently, so that yeah. he's a little harder to play. And if you're looking for cheap stuff, there's uh, either Wellington Castillo or David Ross will start for the Cubs,
0: and both of those could be just fine.
1: Right, and they'll be facing a lefty.
0: Yeah, up against Jeff Locke. Matt's boy, Jeff Locke. <laughs> um, yeah, I like those. The New York one is definitely a bit unconventional, which can be good. you know. I think most people will be scared away by Jake Rizzi's name, but as a flyball guy, he could have trouble at Yankee Stadium for sure. Um, yeah,
1: there's that short right-field porch. It's always a potential issue every day. He's a flyball pitcher.
0: Yep, and those ground ball, fly ball splits that you do at uh, the Daily Grind are really helpful, just in terms of a lot of people only really look at lefty-righty splits. and
1: Yeah, I've yeah. I've gotten some uh, crazy good re- results out of the ones that I've picked from Jeff's sheet. Like, Jeff will just pull up, like, whoever has uh, some kind of split that's notable on that day, and then I'll kind of just filter through, try to pick out the guys who are, you know, hitting a good spot in the order or have a particularly good matchup.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like Jake to a lot. I know I didn't really look at that stack myself, but that's worth a a good second look, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a risky play. It's definitely a GPP play.
0: Mm-hmm. I had Steven vote. I agree he's gotten a little spendy. Um... Two other cheaper guys to wrote it down. Um, Mike Zunino gets Ross Dettweiler, but, mm-hmm. man, Mike Zunino's been bad so far.
1: <laughs> he has. I wrote him down, and I didn't say his name because yeah. he's just been that bad. <laughs> yeah, I I, I still him. believe in him.
0: Yeah, he'll get better. I just haven't seen it yet. And that's a good matchup for him, but he's nice and cheap. And then um, the Tigers get Mike Belfry, and I think the Tigers can do pretty well against Belfry, but... Most of the Tigers lineup is right-handed, so it's hard to pick who might do well, except for Alex Avila is left-handed. And so he might do well as part of a stack that I'm not really sure how to pick from that stack, but he could be cheap and certainly do his part. He's not exciting. I remember when I really liked Alex Avila, and now he's just kind of a guy.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, he, um, had that, he had that one good year.
0: Yeah, and now it's like, oh, now you're just a catcher, you know. For a while, he looked like he was the catcher that can hit, and now he's a catcher. But um, And
1: I'm not sure how long he'll be a catcher with the concussion issues he's had.
0: Yeah, that's that's frustrating.
1: He's, he's about one concussion away from being done. Yeah,
0: um, but I could see him do just fine against Mike Belfry. You know. um, okay, how about first base? Who's stuck out to you there?
1: Well, Mark Teixeira from that Yankee stack. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Joey Votto against uh, Kyle Loesch.
0: Yeah, I wrote that down.
1: Uh, Ike Davis has the... Uh, Brady and Weaver. Um, you know, if if he plays, another guy from the Yankees stack that's a lot cheaper is Garrett Jones. Yeah, uh, he doesn't play that often for the Yankees, but it's a good split day for him. He's really good against fly ball pitchers, and then another guy with that uh, kind of a ground ball fly ball split is uh, Chris Carter against Tyson Ross. Carter's very good against ground ball pitchers, mm-hmm. and he he's been very cold so far and we all know how he runs hot and cold so yeah. i'd probably avoid him today but he does have that favorable split
0: right he can always go off too. he's kind of driven his price down which is helpful yep um i wrote freddie freeman gets a.j cole a.j cole making his uh, major league debut mm-hmm. um it's hard to pick anybody else from that braves lineup but, <laughs> it is um, it's <laughs> worth attention um also have Matt Adams against Severino Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. I think against Severino Gonzalez it's going to be a popular stack today. And there are a lot of good uh, Cardinal sitters that could do just fine. And yeah, uh, Lucas Duda gets David Phelps and so far so good for Lucas Duda. He's a proud Lucas Duda owner in a number of leagues. I have no problem with him in DFS either. Could do just fine. David Phelps doesn't really intimidate me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the only issue is Marlins Stadium, but you, I guess you look for doubles more than home runs today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. How um, about second base? I had three names, and I wasn't really in love with any
1: of them. I forgot four here. I'm going to guess the name that you don't have is Ricky Weeks.
0: Um, I did have Ricky Weeks, actually. Oh. <laughs> I did.
1: Yeah, uh, he gets in that advantage. lineup... Yeah, and they'll they'll play him. He plays against lefties. Yeah, uh, he'll get pulled later, but you know yeah.
0: he's. And Russettweiler is not
1: intimidating. You know, he's, he's a super cheap option. He could get some hits if they pull out to a big early lead. Uh, maybe he gets to play the whole game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I had Daniel Murphy, who's mm-hmm. showing signs of life. Um, yeah, like I said, it's Marlin Stadium, but he's he's ready to heat back up. I think I think he'll be fine. And uh, D. Gordon, gets Mm -hmm. Rafael Montero. Uh, D. Gordon, we keep talking about, not often worth his price, but um, nothing wrong with him uh, today.
1: I I feel like he's one of those guys where you kind of fill out your lineup and you haven't touched second base yet, and you have 4,000 lying around just from the guys you wanted to pick, and you're like, okay, I can do D. Gordon today. Mm -hmm. And that's when you use him. Absolutely. The yeah. other name I have down is uh, Neil Walker okay. against uh, Travis Wood. Sure, that's you know
0: switch hitter, it's, and Travis yeah. Wood isn't that good, you know.
1: Yeah, it's just a, a basic matchup thing. <laughs> I have
0: no problem with Pirates stack.
1: Yeah, there's a couple Pirates I've written down. We'll get to them.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how about third base? It's one of your Pirates, Josh Harrison.
1: I didn't write him down. He's someone I looked at. He's I don't know. He's been a little inconsistent in the early going. I mm-hmm. thought there's kind of better plays at third base today. Okay. Uh, two of those being again Yankees Chase Headley and Alex Rodriguez. Uh, I guess it's up to you to decide if you like Rodriguez at a slightly higher price tag, or you like Headley and hitting at that short right field porch. Yeah. And the other two I have down is uh, Matt Carpenter leading off against uh, Severino Gonzalez, and then Chris Bryant.
0: Yeah, I had both of them too. Chris Bryant gets a lefty, and so far so good for Chris Bryant. You know, oh, yeah. he'll have his growing pains, I think, but so far living up to the hype. And, uh, yeah, Matt Carpenter could score a bunch of runs, be a big part of that. There's no reason to not be excited about that. None at all. <laughs> uh, Adrian Beltre gets Jay Hap. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see Beltre show some more, but he likes to hit lefties, and. Matt and I like J.A. Hap. He likes him more than I do, but I don't like him enough to avoid streaming against him. And, uh, if you want to go real cheap, uh, Lonnie Chisnall guess Jeremy Guthrie, but I don't think anybody gets excited about Lonnie Chisnall <laughs> anymore. But, um, Jeremy Guthrie is always a guy to stream against. I'd be fine with that, you know? So, that's a fine, real cheap option.
1: Yeah, it um, definitely works.
0: Uh I had one shortstop name. Shortstop's always the tough position for me, but um Starling Castro, guess Jeff Locke. Mm-hmm. And you kinda gotta pay for Starling Castro, but he likes it at lefties and he'll be at home. But um do you have any better options there?
1: Better? Uh not really. Uh hmm. DraftKings has Billy Hamilton at shortstop. He's expensive. He's kind of just like D. Gordon. He's got a little more pop than him. mm mm-hmm. Uh The matchup is fine against Kyle Loesch. Uh, Yeah. If you have the money to fit him into the lineup, he is a fine pick. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, Didi Gregorius, if you're thinking about that Yankees stack. He bets down the order. He doesn't cost much. He doesn't do much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, a... It's an option, <laughs> Yeah, and he, ha- he is good against fly ball pitchers, and that's the main reason that he stuck out to me today. Mm-hmm. He has something like a 780 or 790 OPS against fly ball pitchers.
0: Yep, that's a cheap uh, option. He could get something done.
1: But... Yep. Johnny Peralta tends to be cheaper than what I think he should be on most sites. And yeah,
0: I like Johnny Peralta.
1: He-, he bats like third or fourth or fifth every day. It's, it's a good matchup today.
0: I wish uh, she was facing a lefty, but I'm not sure that matters too bad.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Not, not a big deal there. And then there's also uh, Wilmer Flores, who's kind of heating up, uh, might start to get a, a bigger role in that Mets offense.
0: Mm-hmm. And he gets David Phelps. I don't mind mm-hmm. um, a few Mets players, for sure. Okay, how about outfield? Uh,
1: just to get the Yankees out of the way, there's uh, sure. Ellsbury and Gardner. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, shooting at that left uh, right field porch. Uh, If you're going for expensive guys, there's a couple of big names that really stand out today. Nelson Cruz will be facing Detweiler, and you know that's uh, a good park for power uh, at Texas. Yeah, yep, he's familiar with it.
0: Yeah, and likes it lefties. And Detweiler's not great. Yeah, I had his name. He should be a good
1: play today. Yep. Uh, There's Um, Giancarlo Stanton. He's uh, up against uh,
0: Rafael Montero. Yeah, Rafael
1: Montero. Always Uh,
0: plenty of potential there.
1: Yeah, Um, and and I kind of like Stanton against new pitchers just because I have a feeling, I I feel like when I pitched, I always wanted to stick it to the big hitter. Uh I always went right after them. I think a lot of major league pitchers are like that when they're entering the league. They're saying, I'm going to just plow through all these uh, top hitters I'm facing, and Uh Stanton's one of those guys where you're just going to try to put it past them.
0: Yeah, and he will make them pay that, for that any mistakes.
1: Go, that can go sideways real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Cruz, uh, another Mariner, kind of like Ricky Weeks. They have these lefty guys, or guys that can hit lefties. Uh, Justin Rusciano yes. would be a real cheap option against Detweiler. He's an inconsistent player, but he's shown some power and some speed. Um, I wouldn't mind him as like the last guy kind on of your roster, if you can confirm that he's in the lineup, which he should be.
1: I was expecting big things for Ruggiano last year. I had yeah. him down him. one of my bold predictions was like, I think I predicted 20 home runs and 20 steals. Yeah. Uh, ended up being too injured to play most of the yeah. year.
0: He has the skills. He's just, you know, kind of frustrating. And right now, on yeah. the weak side of a platoon. But if he starts in Texas against Detweiler, he could certainly be worth your uh, your cheap last outfield spot. I wrote Michael Brantley again and Brandon Moss against uh, Jeremy Guthrie, mm-hmm. you know. He's just an easy guy to stream against. I also have Jorge Soler gets Jeff Locke. Yep, I got he's him. He's been a, a little cold lately, but there's plenty of talent there. I assume he's fine. Uh, Jay Bruce gets Kyle Loge. Um, and Starling Marte gets Travis Wood. And that, that has my attention also.
1: So. Yeah, so I picked out four Pirates that are outfielders. Uh, Ostensibly, three of them will play, maybe four if one of them plays in place of Pedro Alvarez. Yeah. Uh, one being Marte, Andrew McCutche, and then uh, cheap right handers, Corey Hart and Andrew Lambeau.
0: Yeah. If they, if they can get in, they would be worth attention. Um, yeah, some good cheap options today that you might have to keep an eye on the lineups when they're announced and see who's going to get in. But Corey Hart or Lambeau could uh, make an impact against the lefty.
1: Another. Wood,
0: uh, who's not overpowering?
1: Another cheap guy, and this is just somebody who I kinda think is mispriced on DraftKings rather than a good play today, is Jake Maresnick. He's mm-hmm. only thirty one hundred, which is just ridiculous on DraftKings. It's mm-hmm. that's kind of like somebody who doesn't play ever. Uh so he's, he's up against Tyson Ross, the matchup's not good for him, but the price tag's just such a value that he might be worth sticking in as a a, yeah. a one off type play.
0: And he's been so red hot, you know. Yeah, has been a lot. That's at the that's bottom the, of the lineup. But... That's
1: the thing. Is he's hit very well uh, recently, yeah. and the season in general.
0: Okay. And then um, how about some pitchers here for Tuesday? Anybody really stuck out to you with the, uh, a good matchup?
1: It's got to be Michael Walker. i got to imagine everyone's in on him mm-hmm. against like, the Phillies. Yeah,
0: the Phillies and Severino Gonzalez, for sure.
1: It, it, it should just be an easy win. It should be an easy bundle of strikeouts. Uh, you know, it should really go his way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I don't. I, like,
1: I mentioned a couple guys against Tyson Ross. I don't mind him today. He's a little yeah. pricey, but
0: Tyson Ross, he gets the Astros, and yeah, Astros are always intriguing every day because they're so boom or bust, and they strike the out. It's a high so risk, much.
1: high reward play. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they strike out enough that those points help out a lot. Speaking of strikeouts, I wrote down Trevor Bauer gets mm-hmm. Jeremy Guthrie. You know, um, hopefully he gets. Plenty of run support, and also, I don't know the the Royals. They to to their credit, they don't strike out that much. But um, Trevor Bauer just striking out everybody to the start of the season. So um, I kind of like that. Uh, and then it's going to be expensive, but last time it seemed to be worth it. Johnny Cueto gets the Brewers, and this time he gets them at
1: home. You know. Yeah, this that's definitely a you have to pay for it kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely a play that makes sense. Even though the home ballpark's pretty rough on home runs and runs in general for Mm. the Reds, Cueto's not had a problem within recent seasons, and he looks fine this year.
0: Yep. And Matt and I have our eyes on J.A. Happ in Texas against Rust at Weiler. Maybe not enough strikeouts for DFS, but could do just fine. You know, I don't see a problem with that uh, for a cheap option. Archie Bradley gets the Rockies. He's at home, but... I like Archie Bradley so far, but you don't want to stream against the Rockies, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying Archie Bradley just because I don't see enough of a repertoire to mm-hmm. really succeed at the majors. I mm-hmm. uh, hope he develops it. Uh, some pitchers get away with not having a lot, but I don't Not I don't know that yet. he is like the command and control of a, a Kershaw to really get away with uh it's really a two and a half pitch repertoire right now.
0: Yeah. And speaking of which, Kershaw and Bumgarner face off again. It's hard to stream against, you know, it's hard to stream against the Dodgers. And if you're going to pay for either of those guys, you want a good lineup or a mm-hmm. good matchup. You're going to pay the full price. And, I don't know, Kershaw at home against the Giants could be just fine. But you're going to be paying for it, you know. It's hard to ever really recommend a Kershaw. You have to be at home against the Astros or something. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: it's uh, it's tough to eat that price. It's, yeah. uh, I was saying about D. Goren earlier, Kershaw's kind of the same way. If I find like a stack that I really like that's super cheap, maybe I'll end up with Kershaw in my lineup. But mm-hmm. uh, And also, because I mostly play GPPs, it's just not very common that I have the money to spend yeah. on him.
0: Um, and then finally, I mentioned it to Matt. Would you ever, in a million years, consider Ubaldo Jimenez?
1: <sighs> I mean, in the right context, I would. Yeah. Uh, the this is not the right context. Uh, no. Just I've watched some video of him this year. I haven't actually watched any of his starts live. But I've watched some video. I've looked at his stat page, his uh, pitch effects, and I see the exact same pitcher who sucked last year. And so I think it's just, you know, he's had a couple good outings. Uh, he's had good results, but the process is the same and likely produce a 4-5 ERA. Yeah, yeah.
0: He always, I, I never come close to picking him, but I at least have my eye on him. You huh. You know, it's a box score I tend to check. You know, oh, did good Ubaldo or bad Ubaldo show up today? Um, but I i can't see myself going with him. But.
1: I actually like the idea of a White Sox stack for GPPs. Mm-hmm. I was forgetting I forget who it was. It might have been one of our rotographs guys. It might not have been. But I was reading someone about like the common stacks this year. Everyone's going on mm-hmm. the Blue Jays and the Tigers mostly. Mm-hmm. And so play is basically to not use either of those stacks now because they're so common. Yeah. Uh, if you spike with them, then you also have to get lucky on like some sort of back-end type play yeah. uh, in order to actually make a lot of money or else you're just going to be sharing like $4 with a bunch of people. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Trying to avoid those common stacks is definitely a thing. You know, I'm a little worried about that with the Cardinals today. But at the same time, I'm like, that looks like a good matchup for sure.
1: And I don't I don't think that stack will be too crazy popular just because the game's in St. Louis and enough people avoid certain ballparks like Bush Stadium that mm-hmm. you won't have too many people in on it.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, I think that'll about do it for us today. Do you have anything else uh, you want to add before we get out of here?
1: I think that covers it for today.
0: Cool. Well, uh, Brad writes here at Rotographs, writes the daily grind with some good stuff, including those fly ball, ground ball splits, uh, going on. Anything else you've been writing, working on?
1: Nothing in particular these days, uh, just, uh, going through the grind, uh, usually have a little, like, strategy tidbit or something like that, uh, to start every column and, I keep my eye out for topics that we can discuss for those. That's about all I'm doing that's unique at the moment.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, check those out uh, here at Rotographs. And also check out our sister podcast, The Sleeper and the Bust. It's on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays with Paul Spahr, Eno Saris, Jason Collette. And uh, speaking of which, we have one of those three joining us tomorrow, secret special guest pretending (laughs) that it's a, a big secret. But uh, coming up on Wednesday, we got a special guest from uh, The Sleeper in the bust. And then, Brad, you'll be joining me again on Thursday. That's correct. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you then. And uh, you listeners, you guys will hear from me tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Dreams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on
1: Twitter at Rotographs.